is Jared of the GM on ESPN 1025. The game, we're live at Bridgestone Arena. Pete and Terry's Tavern. Buck dropped two hours against the non-rival Chicago Blackhawks <laughs> tonight against the Predators. I mean, it is crazy. Three years ago, I mean, if you said you were friends with a Blackhawks fan, oh, you would yeah. have people mad at you. And now it's like, eh, who cares? And we went through the, what, we banning of red jerseys. And oh, yeah, you know, can't, can't get tickets, deal. hard to get tickets, you know, all that. All that's gone. Now it's gone. Now it's gone because the Blackhawks aren't good anymore. Predators signed Roman Yossi today, eight years, just over $9 million per full no-trade clause for Roman Yossi, which means the Predators have locked up Roman Yossi for the next nine seasons, including this season. Ryan Ellis for eight, Colton Sissons and Matt Deshane for seven, Ryan Johansson for six, Kyle Turris and Victor Arvidsson for five, and Philip Forsberg, Matthias Ekholm, and Callie Yarncroke for three. David Poyle was talking today, Ian, if we could, about just the clarity that he now has uh, considering the fact that he's got this deal done. And I'm sure clarity also comes from having the other deals done, but Poyle was talking about the clarity of having this deal done earlier today and this is what david poyle had to say now that it's done how does this affect your long-term planning well it, it clarifies where where we are i mean again knowing right now with a as a team that's right near the cap and a um, and now a contract done with for roman we know what dollars we have and what we can do and um you know it will it'll it'll create it'll create some decisions uh, for us and in, in terms of of where we want to go, what we want to do. I mean, I, I can't, I don't want to be specific right now, but uh, my best word for you is just gives me clarity that uh, that was the most important signing that we had to make, and uh, now everything else uh, should fall in place. So the good news for the team is that you won't lose it. The bad right. news is what you were paying $4 million for, you're now going to be paying $9 million for, and you're going to be paying it for the next nine years, and there's really no way out of it because you can't even trade the guy. So, what are the positives and the negatives of doing a deal like this today? Like, I get, like, for Roman, why this is such a big deal, because he's set for life. But for the team, why is this such a good thing? Why is it providing this clarity? And what are the positives and the negatives when you do a deal like this? Well, I mean, he knows exactly, or not exactly, but he's got a a real strong indication of exact of what his roster is going to look like for the next six, seven, eight years, whatever it is. Um, I think he's, he uh, has a group of not only good players, but good guys. I think guys that want to be in Nashville. I think guys that really enjoy being Preds. All of those things are, are really, really important. The negatives are, of course, if, is, if, this group isn't good enough you know if this group is is good enough to make the playoffs on a yearly basis but you're gone in the first or second round then you know you're just a good solid team if you're good enough that you know every what second third year or whatever the case may be you're good enough to win a win a uh championship get get to a cup then, you know, you're in great shape. Important. So it's going to be interesting to see exactly what it is they're going to, you know, how this works out. I mean, we, we all think this group is, and especially the way they've started off right now, is going to be good enough, you know. And and 
if they are, and if you can squeak one of these out in the next little bit, I mean, you're golden for, you know, six, seven, eight years, whatever. So I guess to me, for I mean, the negative is you're, this group better be good enough to do it. Yeah. And the, the way they talk, it's always like, oh, we know this group can do it. I'm not totally convinced of that as much as everybody else is. Uh-huh. They're, they're, I see a, I see where you could argue yes, and I could see where you argue no. And the thing that I take into this that's a big deal to me is the fact that you brought up, eventually, with all these guys, the goalie ain't going to be here for the end of these. He ain't going to be here at the end of Ryan Ellis. He ain't going to be here at the end of Roman Yossi. He ain't going to be here at the end of Matt Deshane. So... I, you know, are you good enough without the goalie or something like that? I don't know. Single biggest question, though. Oh, hell yes. So, and 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 right now, we're thinking we are. I mean, I think they have a ton of confidence in Soros. Now, how does this new scheme affect him? I mean, the other night, it didn't affect him um, at all. You know, we were fine. So, um, maybe we're learning, maybe we're getting better. And I think other than that, other than the scheme, I think pe- the people here, the hockey people here, appear to have a lot of confidence in him. So, you know, you're I know, not... but don't they always talk about that? Yeah. You know, I mean, they they have confidence in everybody. It's kind of a human nature thing. It's but, like everyone's but... loving tourists now when all last year all anyone could do was complain about tourists. Yeah. So, I mean, it's uh, – and, and having gone through this, you know, after we went to the Super Bowl, we thought exactly the same thing. We're going to try to sign some of these guys, and we're going to, you know, cheat some of these contracts, and we're going to do whatever we've got to do to keep them all together because, you know, we just went to a Super Bowl, and we're sure we're going to have another chance to go again. Well, so much for that. Well, <laughs> and that's where I worry about the Predators is – You've, you've proven to me you can get to the second round of the playoffs. You've proven to me that you can make the playoffs. I mean, I think we would all be stunned if this team does not make the playoffs. Right. But is this team good enough to win the Cup? When you got to the Cup final, it wasn't like you, went, you won the Cup. That's the one thing that I think we have to differentiate here. You lost the Cup to a team that was better than you. Right. To a team that had some freaking studs on it in Pittsburgh. In order to get to the Cup, you're going to have to go through good teams. Is this a team that can catch fire one year in the playoffs and do it? They think it is, but I'm looking for the evidence that tells me, other than the magical run to the Cup two years ago, three years ago, where you got contributions from Colin Wilson, you got contributions from James Neal, you got contributions from Freddie Gaudreau, from Mike Fisher, like all these guys that aren't here anymore. What tells us that they can do that? The only thing that I latch onto is the President's Trophy. Like, that was the proof to me that you were a really, really, really good team. Was that you won the President's Trophy the following year. But last year, last year's team was never going to win the Cup. Last year's team, there was no, I mean, we could couch it however we wanted to. That team wasn't going to win the Cup. And we know as much because they changed as much about the team as they could change. Out is PK, in is DeShane, change the philosophy, bring in a new power play coach. This team... It's so early, I have no idea if this team can win the Cup. But this team, I think, probably has a shot. But a lot of that is dependent on Pecorine, who will not be here when all of these contracts kind of come to roost. I I think that's part of it. And the other part is, you know, what happens if 
if Lavi leaves or what happens if Lavi gets, gets fired? fired or what happens if, well, now, you know, you're locked into these guys and whoever comes in and coaches are going to have to be guys that, that match this personnel. Is that another reason? If Poyle is trying to hand off his, his fr- the franchise to his son, that Poyle would want to lock up a bunch of his guys so that, you know, who would know how to deal with Poyle's guys better than Poyle's son? I mean, well, is that another? I, right. I'm My guess thinking. is if that, if that succession plan is in place, and I don't know if it is or isn't, but if that succession plan from Poyle to Poyle's son is in place, then I would guess that ownership has already approved it and that it's already going to happen, if it's going to happen. Well, I'm not thinking about GM as much as I am coach. Mm-hmm. You know, because if a coach comes in here, you know, he comes in and he's a defensive coach, or he's, a, you know, just a different coach. How does, you know, do these personnel, this group of personnel fit what it is he wants to do? And, and you know, only, only time or... Or the situation will answer that for us. Let's take your phone call, 615-737-1025. With this Roman Yossi extension, is this group of players good enough to win the Stanley Cup? 615-737-1025, 615-737-1025. And again, the other thing here with Poyle is we don't know how long Poyle's going to be around for. So what does that mean? And... What does that mean he and the organization have to do now that they've got all these guys locked up? We'll discuss that coming up next, plus how Gil will join us later. And, of course, Predators game day will lead you right into pregame between the Preds and the Blackhawks. Live from Bridgestone Arena's Pete and Terry's Tavern, Jared and the GM, it's ESPN 1025, the game and streaming on the Game Nashville app. David, considering the, the importance of this contract, the length, the amount of money committed, how would you describe your approach to these negotiations maybe compared to others? Well, it's uh, probably the most important negotiation we've ever had. I mean, you're, you're, uh, you're signing up uh, Roman Yossi, our, our best player, and you, he's our, our, our leader. So there were so many things in the negotiation outside of the, obvi- the obvious meaning the, the money. It's just, uh, just a little bit more on relationship part and things that uh, I would want to uh, I would want to talk to Roman about that, not necessarily to talk to other other players about some of the more future future thinking. And uh, again, we were all around it for for a long time, and, and could have, should have, maybe been done at a earlier time. But I think this the, <laughs> all that really matters is today is that we we got it done. Uh, Brian and I actually met with Roman out in Arizona on the road trip, and we had a I think we had a good conversation, just you know talking about. Um, a little bit about the, the contract, but more about our team and our philosophy. And I, th- I, I felt after uh, Roman heard us out and, and he made a few comments that I th- felt that we're heading in the right direction. And, and then we, we got the deal done yesterday afternoon. That was David Boyle. And this deal sounded like one of your take it easy on me deals, Floyd Reese. Yes, sir. Where you as the GM have no leverage. He knows it's his best player and... And, you know, best guy and team captain. And, you know, he's made, what, he won second star for the month or a week or what. I mean, you just walk into those negotiations with your head down saying, oh, God, be easy on me. I mean, <laughs> never been got, a problem off the ice. No leverage at all. Never been a problem in the in the locker room. Never been a problem off the ice. Never been 
anything but exemplary. I mean, in all seriousness, with, with the way that he has played. Nothing but exemplary. Hal, in just a little bit, right to your phones we go here on Jared and the GM. On the OC deal, the Predators. John, kick us off. Thank you for calling. Go ahead. Yeah, so I've been watching baseball, football, and basketball for over 45 years, and we just moved to Nashville about four years ago, and I've just been watching hockey for about four years. I am struck by how much luck is involved with a puck going in the net. Um, So I'm going to make a statement and hang up and listen to what you guys would say. I would say that good teams make the playoffs, lucky teams win the Stanley Cup. Uh, I'm just going to get your take on that. So I appreciate your call. I don't totally agree with that. Uh, I mean, I I think in sports you'll find a lot of really good championship-caliber teams that never win championships, i.e. the Buffalo Bills of the 90s. I mean, you remember those Buffalo teams. Those were Super Bowl-caliber teams, right? Right. But they never won championships. Right. Well, like Tampa Bay has gone through this run where they've gone to the cup final. They've won the President's Trophy. They've gone to game seven against Pittsburgh, you know, and they've never won the cup. But the teams that win the cup, like Washington won the cup, and they could never get there, but they were always going up against Pittsburgh, who was winning the cup. Washington or Pittsburgh's won three cups. Chicago's won three cups. Like, Chicago didn't win those cups on accident. They won those cups because they had really, really good players. So I think it's kind of like that. Like, whereas you could argue the Philadelphia Eagles were lucky to get to the Super Bowl and win the Super Bowl the year that they won it. But you can't, you know, argue that over time the Patriots have been really, really good. I mean, the Patriots didn't win two Super Bowls because of luck. Eli Manning, who's an average quarterback for his career, had two incredible playoff runs capped off with two unbelievable, amazing plays you could not even recreate in practice. Yeah, I mean, the truth is, whenever you get to the Stanley Cup, I mean, it's about you, of course, but it's about who you're playing. You know, and there are some teams that... And, and, you know, this could happen to the Preds. I'm not saying it's going to, and I, I don't even know which team it would be. But I think what happens is you put together this team, and this team is really good, and we're ready to go, and you get to the cup. And there's always this one team that's a little bit better mm-hmm. for whatever reason. And, you know, you make it twice, and, and you have to play them twice, and you lose twice. Now, does that make you a bad team? No, it doesn't. But it doesn't make you a champ either. And that's the part that kills you. You know, I think and Buffalo went through this a little bit. And and teams that have had to play New England have largely gone through this. Who did Buffalo run into? Uh, I mean, Buffalo didn't win a Super Bowl because they missed a field goal. Yeah, I, I would have to think, well, New England was one. Didn't they lose to New England early? I, I want to say yes. No, no, no. I'm talking about the Buffalo Bills of the 90s. That went to the Super Bowls. Yeah, went to all those Super Bowls. Yeah. I think they lost one to uh, they lost one to Dallas, I believe. They lost I one to the Giants where they missed the field goal. Oh, that's what, that was the team Bill was on. That's why I was going to. New England. Uh, oh, yeah, yeah, when they lost yeah, the Giants. Yeah. 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 Uh, let's go to Jack. Who's up next on Roman Yossi? Thank you for calling. Go ahead, Jack. I wonder how you think you're going to win a Stanley Cup if you don't sign maybe the best defensive men in the league. You're going to have a better shot if you don't sign him. That sounds like what you were talking about earlier. I mean, you can't, this is a crazy. You sign the guy, 
and you build from that. It may not be good enough, but you're not going to be any better, certainly without him. So you sign him, and you see how good they are, and they go to the next step. I don't understand what the issue was that you were talking about a while ago. So the issue is not surrounding the signing of Yossi. That's not the issue. Thank you for the call. I mean, I don't want to say the issue is everybody else, but it is, you know, when you, it's like, you know, fitting a Tetris piece in there, and now everything is kind of fit into place. You don't have a lot of wiggle room to make moves if you run into a situation like you had last year. And I think, like we said before, I think you got your your puzzle, you know, complete. You've got, you're in good shape. You know what you're going but what's the rest of the league look like? And that's that's kind of my point. And that's the part you just don't know. And and hopefully, hopefully there is not, you know, whoever the next Chicago is going to be that's going to win two or three in a row. Whoever the next Pittsburgh is going to be. Who win. And maybe that team is you. You know, maybe you're that team that goes out there and wins two or three in a row. Here you go. Giants, here are the Bills' Super Bowl losses. Giants, Redskins, Cowboys, Cowboys. So a nice little run there for the NFC East. Yep. Trey is up next on the Predators. Thank you for calling. Go ahead, Trey. Yeah, thank you, guys. Um, so I think as far as your question about do they have the pieces to win the Stanley Cup, and you've kind of already been touching on this, but as far as pieces go, I think they do. When you look at these Washington and Pittsburgh teams that have won it recently, they've got high-powered offenses and they have great goaltending. And we have that. So when it, you know, like Floyd said, who you end up with playing against um, in the finals could make things difficult for you. But you can't look at that right now. You got to look at the pieces that you have. And to answer your question, I think they do. They've got the pieces. So the one thing I'll say to that, thank you for the call, is even though Matt Duchesne's good and Ryan Johansson's good and Philip Forsberg's good and those players are good, you don't have Sidney Crosby, you don't have Evgeny Malkin, you don't have Alexander Ovechkin. And just watch those guys play, and you'll know that you don't have that. Right. Now, not a lot of people do have that. But if we're talking about if you want to compare this team to the Washingtons and the Pittsburghs and say, hey, high-end goaltending, explosive offense, I hear you. I'm just saying those teams have the true elite dynamite forwards. Now, you can't win with just those guys because Chicago has those guys, and they can't win any regular season games anymore compared to when they were winning cups when they had good rosters around those St. Louis didn't really have those stud guys last year either. They got kind of hot, you know? That's so. a, that is a true statement. I mean, St. Louis is such a wild card with all of this when you bring them up because they're a tough, physical, been together, lost a lot, were terrible early in the year team that I just don't think you can recruit. And, and, and the question becomes, can you, I mean, you put this team together to win a few you know, you didn't put spend all this time and money and and sign seven, eight, nine year contracts for one. You know, you wanted to do. You want to be one of those teams that pulls off three in a row, or not even three in a row, just three over seven years or whatever. I mean, that would be fantastic. And and I think the question is, are you, you know, are you going to be able to do that? So, like the one thing that gets me about the Yossi extension is. Like, I woke up this morning and everyone was talking about it like it was huge. And I'm like, eh. You're like, we knew it was going to happen. You knew that they were going to pay out the rear end for it. You knew it was going to be a huge deal. You know that you have to have him on the team. There's no way that he cannot be on your team. 
But, like, that's not, like, the same as if they were to give Mariota a nine-year deal where it's like, whoa, now. <laughs> you know, like, that's, yeah. like, I, like, I find there to be a very big difference. Hal Gill, his thoughts on the Yossi contract, his thoughts on what I thought was one of, was a great win uh, that we really haven't touched on. We'll get to that as we get you ready for Preds and Blackhawks. Winner classic flyaway. Come on, ESPN 1025. The game is sending one lucky wish, one lucky listener and a guest to Dallas with the uh, winner classic celebration flyaway starting Monday, November 4th. Listen for the cue to call and qualify for your chance to win the grand prize, which includes round-trip airfare, hotel accommodations, a pair of tickets to see Leonard Skinner at the American Airlines Center on New Year's Eve, a pair of tickets to the Hockey Winter Classic as the Preds take on Dallas at the Cotton Bowl, and the winner will be announced Friday, November 15th. Prizes are courtesy of Outback Concerts. For more details, visit thegamenashville.com. Jared and the GM, Hal Gill next. It's ESPN 1025, the game. Jared of the GM, we are live at Pete and Terry's Tavern. Hal Gill with us. Roman Yossi, eight years of putt load of money, over nine per year AAV, although it's front loaded, which means he gets that money up front. Hal, what, what do we think of this deal? Because obviously they saved some money compared to if he were to hit the open market. If he's in the open market, he's at least ten and a half. And I'm going to guess because we think he's at least ten and a half, he probably is eleven. So you're probably saving about $2 million a year with this deal. You give him the extra year. As I said to Floyd, this feels like one of those contracts where as the general manager, you walk in and you're like, just be easy on me. Because he's a great player, he's a great guy, he's a great teammate, he's a great leader, all those things that they prop up about him. What do we make of this deal? What does it do for the Predators that they didn't already have? Where should the fan excitement be for this contract? Well, that's the funny part is I, – I, it doesn't really change anything, right? It just no. Yost, he just Yost gets more money. Still play, you know. He's still, but he's he's, make, he's making four million. We were talking about it. Uh, Eighty, I think his numbers. Eighty-six other defensemen are making more money than Roman Yoshi, which is crazy. Uh, that's going to change next year, though. And I, I, I love the deal. I think it's fair for both teams, uh, for both team and player. Uh, you know, maybe he takes a little less, especially the start he's had to this year. But uh, they, you can't get players like that. You can't just go find them. Uh, you know, you hope that one comes on the open market and you pay a buttload of money for him. But it just doesn't happen very often. And he he's a guy, he checks all the boxes. He's going to play big minutes against the best lines. He's going to shut down the best players. He's going to be your breakout i mean he is their breakout when he's on the ice he gets a puck and goes that's not a breakout that's just roman yossi doing it he pushes it through the neutral zone uh carries the offense's own play he lugs the puck everywhere kills penalties we've seen him on the power play now he's he's running the point on the power play there's nothing he doesn't do and nothing he doesn't do extremely well and he's a great guy and a great teammate. Yeah, let's talk about. I mean, <laughs> you know, he runs the best buddies. He's, what else is he's it? doing? Everything here. He's <laughs> he's a humble guy. Uh, he's the model. He's got the model wife. I mean, he's everything. He's a total package. So, when you look at this team, Yossi, and then we're including this year. Yossi signed for the next nine. Ellis for the next eight. Sissons and Deshane for seven. Johansson for six. Turris and Arvidsson for five. Forsberg, Ekholm, Garncroke for three. Is that core group of guys, even if you lose the goalie, is that core group of guys good enough to win a cup? Oh, yeah. Absolutely. 
I mean, you, you, you look through the, the way the NHL is now, there's a lot of teams that are good enough to win the cup. It's just you have to strike at the right time. But for me, you're going to be consistently in the playoffs. I mean, that's a, this is a team that uh, they can go through a season and, and count on being in the playoffs. They have the players. They built it. Uh, Poyle's done – I don't know how he's done it, but he's done an amazing job where you – you know, there's teams out there that are, are looking for a goalie. There's teams that are looking for uh, defensemen. A uh, one-two, uh, one-two guys are hard to find. Uh, then you, you're looking through. You, everyone wants to have two centers. They'd love to have three. The Preds have more than that. Uh, you, you go up and down the lineup, and they they covered everything, and, and so they should be consistently in it. And when you're consistently in it, then you have a chance to win it every year. And that's going to be for another. Well, the way you put it, I, I think it's guaranteed for another three years they're going to compete for a cup, and that's all you can ask. Even even without the goalie, because the goalie's only well, signed through next year. Well, I, I feel like Juice is, is – there's a bunch of teams that would love to have Saros right there on their uh, playing the goal for him. I, I think he's a starter on a lot of teams, so uh, I, I think they have that covered as well. In in your mind, if you let's say this team is good enough to get to the finals, let's say over the next five years they can get there three times. Who's the team out there, or is there a team out there that you look at and you go, you know, I don't care who you are, you're going to have a hard time beating that. There's team. there's a lot of teams. That list is long. We just played just played in Tampa. That team. What a freaking win Saturday yeah, night. It was a great win, but they started coming. When they started moving the puck and attacking, the Preds did a great job of locking it down and surviving that second period because that team, when you when you watch them turn it on, it's it's scary how good they can be uh, all the way through, and they have the goaltending. So then you look at Vegas. Preds played great against Vegas, and Vegas is scary good. Uh, they also have big defensemen when you get to the playoffs. It's going to be tough to play against them. Uh, you know, the Central Division isn't what we thought it was going to be. Uh, right now it's kind of sputtering, but I, I think they're going to come around. I think all these teams, once they get healthy, are, are going to be tough to beat. So the list is long, but I put Preds up with, with all of them. So so you're confident or you feel good about the fact that that, you know, this is a good team, but there are, there are going to be a few good teams out there but we'll be able to compete with whoever should. Absolutely. And, and we talk a lot about the young guys that are coming up through with Tolvin and Pitlick. I think those guys are going to have an impact at, at some point, sooner rather than later, I think. So uh, they have that depth. I, I just think the core group, you, you listed all those guys on contract. That core group is, is second to none. I, I just feel like they're a real tight unit in the locker room, and they show it on the ice. So the other thing that we really didn't discuss much of today is outside of Yossi and partially DeShane, none of these guys have no movement clauses. So even though they're locked to Ellis for the next eight seasons, they could theoretically trade Ryan Ellis. They could trade uh, Kyle Turris. They could trade Ryan Johansson. They could trade all of those guys. How does Hal Gill, the no movement clause to Yossi, affect that for future signings? Are guys going to come in here and say, look, I know your policy was to not give out no movement clauses, but you gave Roman Yossi one, so I want one. Yeah, I, I just think that says something about um, the player he is. The, the, not not the guy on the ice, but in the locker room. They know what to expect. The difference I find with Yossi 
is that you, when the team's down, who's the guy that puts them over the top? Who's the guy that makes the big play? It's nine times out of ten, it's Yossi going in and, and driving the net and scoring a big goal, making the big play, competing, uh, showing that edge. And I think that's what got him that no movement because I, I think he's the guy that can, uh, you know, he can turn games around. And so really in the end, if things aren't going well and you go to talk to him, you say, hey, listen, uh, we're, we need to do something. You're miserable here. We're miserable having you here. Will you waive your no movement clause? And then you have a conversation. But I don't think anyone sees that as a problem. Uh, so I, I think they just said, go ahead. Yeah, we'll, we'll give you that. But from the standpoint of giving it to them, the next good player that comes in here, the next whoever that may be, is going to want that. Well, that, and, and you probably, set a precedent. Yeah, you, you open not, up. The, Roman Yossi isn't out there. I was laughing watching him play the other night. I, I felt bad for the kids that are watching. You know, they, I want to play just like Roman Yossi. Yeah, there's so a lot everybody of people, else. There's a lot of people that do. But there's no one that can skate like him. There's not too many people that can shoot like him. Uh, he does everything. So I, I think there's the, the the precedent is kind of maybe takes a backseat because you say this is Roman Yossi. He's a, a generational player. But if you're Matt Duchesne, do you do that? Well, I, I think Matt Duchesne uh, – it was showing that he wanted to be here. Well, Matt Duchesne gave up money in order. I, I mean, when yeah. they were saying he'd get 10 and he took 8, yeah. that to me is I, the concession. Think, yeah, he left money on the table because he wanted to be here. I, I think Yos wanted to be here, but, it, you know, I, I I feel like that's a nice little blanket to cuddle up with is that no movement clause. So, I, And I don't think the Preds have a problem with that. No, it's just an option for the player, which is good. You know, I mean, I can yeah. see why you wouldn't want that. Well, you, you know, you, know you, get, you you can go the, the partial where you have to give a list of, of play, 10 teams that you don't want to go to, or 10 teams you do want to go to. Yeah, yeah. You can, and it, it's always awkward. I've been on teams that, you know, like, yeah, I just had to give my list. And, um, you know, if you have a straight no movement, you can say, hey, listen, if you can work a deal – let me know who it is, and we'll, we'll talk about it. And 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 this is way down the road, and I hate talking about it, but it's a reality in the game. Uh, you know, there's a lot that can happen over an eight-year contract. Oh, yeah. And you say, at some point, you say, hey, yeah, this isn't working out for everyone. Let's let's waive it. But I want to go here, and then and then he's not forced into moving to a place he doesn't want to be because. I really think he, he wants to be in Nashville. He wants to call it home. And and I've always played out the, the money part of that. You know, you, you're taking less money because you know you're going to make more money because of the taxes oh. here in Tennessee. Yeah, don't send me to Calgary and, and maybe now pay they that send rate. you to Canada. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> no, well, you, yeah, and a guy like Roman, you know, okay, we traded to you to New York and you're playing for the Rangers. Yeah. You want to live downtown. <laughs> you want to pay the taxes. I mean, like. We're talking very different money. Oh, you know that, that's you know it's so it's. So a very talking real about thing. like if you're GM of the Jets, how gills with us? If you're GM of the Jets, it's like a four-hour drive to the stadium, a four-hour drive home that night. Plus, you're getting taxed at the New York rate compared to the Tennessee rate, and it's the same for players. How gills with us um, on this team? We talked on Friday. We said okay, we are at the How Gill ten-game line of demarcation. Where you said you won't evaluate the team until 10 games. Yeah. We're now 11 games in. What is your evaluation of this team? Well, it's funny because, you know, I use that as a, as a gauge because there's a lot you go through. 
and I think the Preds went through a lot in 10 games. They were high-flying, offensive juggernaut, just going through the neutral zone, sending all five, and they got burnt on it. They won some games, they lost some games, but it was all offensive. Now you break it down. They had that game in Vegas. They had a, a stinker in L.A. They went up and down. Um, all this, you know, Arizona game wasn't very good. And then you look at, I think what we're seeing is the team we saw in Tampa is they can score goals. They have players to do it. The power play is clicking. Uh, but they, the big thing for me is after that first period, uh, Tampa came hard. And uh, they locked it down. And that's the team I think they're looking to be is that team that can can get over the top and get some goals, especially in the third period. They've been fantastic getting a ton of goals in the third. They have that there. Now they've shown that they can lock it down and be smart, play a 200-foot game. So I think that's where their game needs to be. And it's interesting that it was game 11 that they kind of put it all together, in my opinion. I I thought it was funny because they played, what, every other game they played, they scored like at least seven. Yeah. (laughs) <laughs> and we all said, now you're going to play a team here that's pretty good. Let's see what happens. And we didn't score seven, but we scored one more than that's they did. And that's all it took. And, and, that's, and that's what they realized because it, Tampa's a good team, and, and they countered quick. They played fast through the neutral zone. You turn the puck over, and they'll come right down, and, and they'll kill you. And the Preds did it for like five minutes where they turned the puck over, and then they, whoa, okay, that's not us. Let's can't keep it simple. We can't do that. And they were able to adjust. There's a lot of teams that, that can't adjust. And I think the Preds, to their credit, to the coach's credit, Laviolette's got them to buy into a little bit of a, all right, let's play some defense here. Uh, they've been a lot tighter the last few games. So I, I think it's a good step. And for the first 10 games, I think they're, they're where they need to be. Um, now, can they can be consistent with it is, is a big question. I think they're a good team. I mean, I think they they're battled really, through some injuries. You, I don't mean, forget, you're missing You go to Forsberg. Tampa without Forsberg and Deshane, and you beat Tampa with power go. play goals. I mean, power play goals. Because we talked last year. We said, what would this team look like if they had a league average power play? Last year they were at 12%. This year they're at like 19-4, and the league average, well, they're higher now because they scored two of them in Tampa. The league average is like 19-7. So they are literally have a league average power play, and they look a whole hell of a lot better, in my opinion, simply because of that. Well, I wonder how much David Poyle looked at that and said, "You know, we want to we want to get Yossi in and get him done for a little bit cheaper." And then all of a sudden, the power play starts clicking. He's the point on the power play. He's ripping one tees. He's sniping from outside. Every every goal he's assisting on. And now he's going, ah, oh, power play is killing my contract negotiation right now. <laughs> we were talking that's a lot of points he's he going to get if they David clicking. goes into that negotiation with his head down. You know, kind of like, well, what do you want? Yeah. You know, what you, you got what, no leverage. Yeah. Last, game, last three games, six points. He's like, all right, <laughs> let's get this done. Hal Gill, as always, he'll be on the broadcast tonight. Preds and Blackhawks right here, 7 o'clock ESPN 1025, the game. Harold, you're looking good. It's good to see you. We're glad that you like to come on this show. Presented by Puckets. Of course, Hal Gill every week is presented by Puckets. Hal, take care, brother. Good talking with you, Floyd. Jared, the GM. (laughs) Coming up next, Predators Game Day. Hey, on that ice right there, center ice, you're going to see that Happy Hiller logo. And I hope Hal Gill, every time he stares down there and sees that Happy Hiller logo, thinks of me and thinks of how much I love using Hiller Plumbing, Heating, Cooling, and Electrical in my home and why he should use it in his. They are proud supporters of the Nashville Predators. 
and of the Tennessee Volunteers. They have true transparency pricing, which is the newest and the latest that nobody else has. Why? Because everybody else likes to make their money with flat fees and special rates and things like that. Not Hiller. That's why I use Hiller at my home. Hiller has an average 4.8 out of 5-star rating with over 15,000 online reviews. That's why I trust them. Sign up for an appointment today. Hiller, plumbing, heating, cooling, and electrical. HappyHiller.com. Call the Happy Face Truck today. Jared of the GM, live from Pete and Terry's Tavern. It's Bridgestone Arena on CSPN 1025. The game. Selling Studios, powered by RumbleOn.com. It's game day in Smashville. Brought to you by T.J. Anderson Homes and Geno's East. What are Peter Laviolette's keys to the game? Who will be in and out of the lineup? It's time to break it all down on Jared and the GM on your flagship home of Smashville. ESPN. 102.5 The Game. Predators Game Day is presented by T.J. Anderson Homes. Your road to real estate begins at TJAndersonHolmes.com. My guy, T.J. Anderson. And Geno's East. Get a historic slice of Chicago deep dish tradition before or after the game. Geno's East on the corner of 3rd and Korean Vets. Info at Geno'sEast.com backslash Nashville. Tonight, it's the Chicago Blackhawks coming into town, Floyd Reese. And for some reason, saying the Chicago Blackhawks like that just doesn't have the meaning that it used to have back in the day. There was true hatred there for a long time. <laughs> I mean, it, it seemed like uh, w- when things started getting going pretty good around here, they were always a thorn in, the, in our side. And they've been lousy for two straight seasons. And they're three, five, and two, which is not good, coming into tonight's game. They still got Taves and Kane and those guys, but... Still can't win a lot of games. Fired the coach, got a new coach, all kinds of stuff. And yet, it just doesn't feel like it used to with Chicago. Which is now why we turn to the coach's tape. Peter Laviolette, presented by T.J. Anderson Homes. Again, your road to real estate. Begins with my buddy T.J. Anderson at tjandersonhomes.com, part of Benchmark Realty. And he says, Peter Laviolette, that Chicago, always a big game. Yeah, it's always easy to get up uh, playing Chicago. There's a lot of history with them. Um, Still a really good hockey team, great players over there, and I'm sure looking to uh, get on the winning side of things. So um, it always, uh, it's always a competitive game. It's always a good game. Our guys will be excited to play it. So I don't know if you believe Peter when he's talking about that there, but I feel like it's easy to say on, on radio or TV, oh, you know, it's always a big game when we play Chicago. And I'm thinking to myself, is it? Like, are these guys as pumped to play Chicago today as they used to be to play Chicago? <laughs> and I would say, no, there's no way. Now, if it was Winnipeg or if it was, you know, somebody else, maybe. But Although Winnipeg kind of stinks now, too. Yeah, they do. I mean, so for me, I, I, I would just say that the Chicago Blackhawks are what they are, and that's because the Predators broke them. Now, would they have been broken had the Predators not swept them in the playoffs? I don't know. But because they, they basically they just changed their entire franchise when they lost that game, firing assistant coaches, firing minor league coaches, making a bunch of trades on July 1 that year, that the Predators sent them into the tailspin they're in now, which is great news. Now we take a look at the injury report. I got a good name for you, Floyd Reese, that's coming back. Okay. Matt 
DeShane oh. returns to the lineup today. That'd He'll be, be part of that second line where he's moved to the wing with Mikhail Granlin and Kyle Turris as the Predators at least get him back. Forsberg, obviously not so much, but they get Matt DeShane back today, which I think you and I have talked about, and I think you and I think is a humongous asset. This, these were their lines at practice uh, yesterday. Yarncroke, Johansson, Arvidsson, Granlin, Turris, DeShane, Grimaldi, Benino, and Smith, Salamaki, Sissons, and Watson. Now, Forsberg may be working his way back because he was taking rushes with Granlin, Turris, and Duchesne, which makes you think Forsberg could be coming back soon, and they would then put Forsberg back on that line with Granlin and Duchesne. Jeez, you just throw those names out there as you're going through, and you go, wow, there's some pretty good players there. <laughs> now, he's play- he was wearing, Forsberg yesterday was wearing a non-contact sweater. So he's still not in the regular sweaters that everybody else wears. He was in a non-contact one. But it is at least worth watching or looking at to see where and when and how he's going to fit in and all of that. Time to take a look at the standings in the Central Division. The Punch and Judy Avalanche are leading the way with 17 points through 11 games played. But right behind them, the Predators, two points behind Colorado. Each have played 11 games. The Blues, 15 points tied with the Predators. They played an extra game. Winnipeg, 12 points in 12 games, followed by Dallas, who stinks with nine. Chicago and Minnesota have eight. Think about this. Chicago has as many points as Minnesota. Now, Minnesota's played one more game. (laughs) But Chicago has as many points as Minnesota. Sad. I thought the Blackhawks were going to rebound. I feel like Taves and Kane... Those guys aren't bad players. This is going to be they, the, the only consolation. It's not even a consolation prize. It's much better than that. Is they did get some cups. They did get some hardware. So they can say, okay, we've been suffering for the last three or four years. But look back here, and there, those are our trophies, and here's my ring. And, you know, so we, we at least got that part of it. You know, it would be truly sad if. They still had Kane and Toys and, and didn't have that as they were getting older and the team was, be, you know, and you're thinking, here's two of the all-time great hockey players that we just wasted an entire career of. Although know? they did get three cups out of them. That's what I'm saying. Obviously they the they big, got the you cups, know, so that, that saved them. But, you know, if they were going through what they're going through now, they would just be crazy with, you know, pity. Floyd, what are you watching for tonight? You know, I mean, I think we've, we've tried forever to shut, you know, Kane and Taze down. And and we're a little bit worried about the defense. And so, you know, let's see how they do against these guys. I would say tonight, let's see Roman Yossi get on the board. Sign, that, sign for all that money and then go out there and pay what you owe. <laughs> yeah. Coming up there's next. Not, there's not enough hockey to be played. No, I agree. Coming up next, Preds pregame puck drop, 7 o'clock. Jared and the GM, we're out of here. It's ESPN 1025, the game.